0: Distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome to our second Speak Up podcast. I am Yo Kwan from Aizek in Penang and I will be the host for today's podcast episode. Along with me, we have four professional guest speakers, which are Mr. Eugene Law, the president of Young Malaysian Exeter. Let's welcome him.
1: Thank you, Yuquan. And hi, my name is Eugene, a current sophomore student at University Technology Petronas, pursuing a mechanical engineering degree currently. And yeah, thank you for inviting me to this podcast.
0: All right. And next, Mr. Ahmad Hafizi,
2: the vice president of Young Malaysian Engineer. Let's welcome him. Thank you, Yukon. Uh Hello, good morning everyone. Uh, my name is Akamala Uh This coming uh, semester, I will be a third-year student at University Science Mesa and I am majoring in Engineering Physics. Thank you. And next, we have our third speaker, Janet Poh.
3: Thank you, Yukon. Hi everyone, I'm Janet Poh. You can call me Janet. I'm currently studying A-levels in College Blanco-Jarapha in the Greece Milan
2: and our fourth speaker, Yijing.
4: Hi guys, my name is Yi Jing. I'm currently a year, going into year two student at Nottingham University, Malaysia, majoring in computer science. Okay,
0: um, how are you guys today? Are you guys doing great?
2: Yes, I'm doing great. Yes. Oh, it's good.
4: yes.
0: <laughs> All right, it's good to hear that So we are gonna discuss whether STEM education will be well implemented during this pandemic. So I would like to give a background first. STEM education is a curriculum based on the idea of educating students in four specific disciplines, which are science, technology, engineering, and also mathematics. However, due to the sudden outbreak of a new deadly virus, which is COVID-19, STEM education has endured a dramatic shift in landscape towards a virtual environment with magnificent virtual labs being created to replace the physical labs additionally some academics have started to offer a variety of online courses aiming to develop crucial scientific skills such as programming however the sudden shift has also caused a distressingly low performance of students in a stem virtual classroom so the question is how effective is an online STEM learning environment during its implementation? So before I proceed, um, can Mr. Eugene briefly introduce to us the background of YME first and how does YME help students to develop the STEM skills before and also during this COVID-19 pandemic?
1: Okay, thanks, Yukwan. So basically, uh, Young Malaysian Engineers, or YMP for short, is the largest student lab organization in Malaysia currently. Okay, it was founded back in 2016. And its purpose uh, is to aim and to represent, develop, and empower the Malaysian STEM student community. Coherent to the aims of the organization, Young Malaysian Engineers hopes to bridge the gap between opportunities between Malaysian engineering or STEM students. But besides that, also developing different soft skills via networking session and workshop. So yeah, uh, the question is uh, before and during the pandemic. So it was a big uh, a big difference and a big change. So what's happening before the pandemic uh, and how uh, do we actually develop a STEM student around Malaysia is to actually uh, providing them workshops. Okay, we have various workshops like uh, we have Insights of internship IOI. And then we have the Python workshop that have been done uh, two months ago. And right now we have something called uh, the signature event, which is Malaysian Student Technology Conference or Malaysian Student Technology Week or MSTC or uh, MSTW for short. So, yeah. So, what's happening before the pandemic? And we have most of our flagship events like MSTC, Python workshop. Uh, as well as ioi Uh, but ioi is uh, a virtual workshop so uh the others workshop like python and mstc will be physical uh so it will be in the uk okay for python workshop but the mstc is a summer workshop so it will be in malaysia uh during the month of august uh yeah and malaysia what we have is we have a lot of networking, okay, with the Malaysian students uh, who are studying in the UK, but also who are studying in Malaysia as well. So the uh, the conferences is open to all. Yeah. And we have a culture exchange with each other and mst and mstc is the largest student led technology conference if you're aware uh, in malaysia and has been held annually since the august of 2016 and this is the reason why yme was formed in another word because uh the uh, conferences uh, it was a success so they decided to actually build a team called young malaysian engineers and here we are uh, the young malaysian engineers for the batch of 2020 and 2021 yeah. And this year, uh, due to the pandemic, Malaysian Student Technology Week or Malaysian Student Technology Conference will consist of an incredible nine days, fully virtual events, and it's free, inclusive of talks, panel sessions, interactive workshops, and more with the aim of leading participants in the discovery and exploration of emergent technological innovations and their critical roles within the current societal and environmental climate. Uh, A platform for the Malaysian youth, the chance to gain valuable insights uh, when they return to their campus or when they go back home uh, and also uh, get the insights into the inner workings of the industry and opportunity to expand professional networks. Uh, and MSTW is, a, uh, is an event unlike the other. So due to the current pandemic, the only changes made is, okay, I would like to sum up is, we held our workshop uh, virtually instead of physically, but it doesn't stop us from you know getting the insights of STEM field as well as uh, it doesn't stop the students from learning as well as developing their skills uh, during the pandemic. Yeah, that's all for me. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mr. Eugene. So we can now understand how does YME work and what have YME done in helping the students to develop STEM skills in this COVID-19 pandemic. So we can see that YME is still trying hard to give their best to help the students in developing the STEM STEM skills. And next, I would like to ask Janet, is online learning effective to teach the STEM subjects?
3: Thank you, Yu Kwan. So uh, just for your information, I have two younger brothers at home. One is in Form 4, and the other one is in Form 1. So I get to observe how online classes are conducted firsthand. And the conclusion I came to was that no, online lessons is not effective to teach STEM subjects. So firstly, the students are demotivated and have a shorter attention span during online classes. They can simply choose not to turn on their camera and not be responsive during the lessons. Even when they are not listening, there are no actions taken against them. As compared to physical lessons, where students will be immediately punished if they are caught talking to their friends while the teacher is teaching. Hence, they are forced to pay attention during physical lessons. Besides, students are very easily distracted at home because they have access to gadgets like their phone and some may not have the privilege to have a quiet study place. While they are attending online lessons, their family members might be watching the television and I am sure that watching the television is more tempting than attending online lessons. As for the teachers, they have to spend more time, effort, and money on online lessons. The teachers now have to prepare slides before they can teach, but not all teachers are familiar with the technology that we have these days. Other than that, to teach STEM subjects, particularly mathematics, the teacher need to be able to show the students the working step-by-step, for example, In order to show the students how to draw a graph from a given equation, the teacher have to teach the students how to interpret the information that can be obtained from the equation and how to draw the graph step by step. As a result, I've seen so many teachers spending their own money to purchase writing pads and stylus pens to help their students understand the lesson better. On top of that, the teachers are not able to see how their students are reacting. This just makes it more harder for the teachers to know whether their students understand the lesson. Moving on, there are so many more unaddressed complications that admit online learning not effective to teach STEM subjects. For example, some students do not have a stable internet connection, and they often miss lessons. Other students might not have a printer at home, and they cannot do the work given by their teachers. Now that we have identified some of the hurdles, let's talk about what has been done to improve online learning and what else can we do to improve it further? I'm sure that all of you have heard about Sheikh Sadiq, who shaved his head after he fundraised $383,000 to buy laptops for needy students in Muar Johor. Isaac in Malaysia also tries to help the underprivileged students in Malaysia by carrying out STEM workshops twice a year. There are many more similar actions taken by different individuals and organisations to help make online learning better but it is still insufficient to help all the students in Malaysia. Therefore, in my opinion, students should make full use of the resources that they have. There are many non-profitable organizations that provide free tutoring for SPM subjects such as Tutors in Action. They also provide the students with past year papers, notes and exercises tailored to the new syllabus. Besides, teachers should try to make the lesson for STEM subjects more interesting by including some hands-on projects such as creating a model which can reduce water pollution to keep the students engaged. I also believe that teachers should record their lessons so that students will be able to review the parts which they missed. In conclusion, online learning is definitely not as effective as physical lessons to teach STEM subjects. However, the students and teachers are not able to resume physical classes during this pandemic, so I hope that they will persevere during this difficult time and give their very best. That's all from me, back to you, Yuquan.
0: Yeah, thank you, Janet, for your opinion. So it seems difficult for the teachers to teach STEM subjects during this pandemic compared to the physical lessons before, because the students are not really interactive and also responsive to the teacher. But there should be a way to help in delivering STEM education in this COVID-19 pandemic. So um, next, I would like to ask uh, Mr. Agma. In your opinion, how to de- deliver STEM education effectively to students during online learning in this COVID 19 pandemic? Uh,
2: thank you, Yukwan. Uh, first off, I just want to say that I cannot agree more with what uh, Janet said just now. She has uh, Janet has uh, addressed the issue very concisely. So, uh, anyway, to answer your question, Yukwan, uh, how to deliver STEM uh, education effectively to students during this uh, online learning? So, uh, transition transitioning to virtual environment is no easy task for both uh, lecturers and students, as especially those in STEM disciplines. As we have witnessed uh, since last year, uh, universities and schools have been forced by the pandemic to embrace the challenge of uh, transitioning of teaching and learning from the conventional norms uh, to a disruptive online distance learning. So, uh, in my opinion, um, and effective if, and if online STEM uh, education must integrate uh, three things. First is active learning activities, second, interactive engagement strategies, and third, uh, a robust assessment. So uh, allow me to elaborate those things. So uh, for the first point, uh, the active learning activities, I think the method of applying or relating the theory to the real world application scenarios could not get uh, any more productive uh, in this COVID era. And this method of focusing on on the applications questions uh, should be delivered with a thorough explanation. Uh, the example that I can give is simple. Uh, we are all students here, right? So let's be honest, we understood better in, in the class, or should I say the virtual class, when presented with the applications question that relates uh, the theory to real life situations, so moving on to my second point, and that is interactive engagement strategies. Uh, this uh this second point uh, actually relies more on the students' effort. Uh, in practice, so this is because, uh, in my opinion, the best engagement there is in this COVID era, uh, in this virtual learning uh environment, is through peer mentoring strategies. So, what is peer mentoring strategies? Simple. Uh, Forming a group discussion with fellow classmates via social media or the virtual meeting platforms such as Hangouts, Zoom, Webex, or whatnot, and also engaging in online discussion forums that are, I believe very important in the internet. I mean, uh, I mean that is exactly what we have been doing so far, haven't we? So besides that, uh, the lecturer's effort in making the in class more interactive by focusing on and improve a two-way communication with students is also as important and uh, lastly uh, my third point and that is robust assessments uh, in my opinion uh, we as the students uh, what we need and actually what we should appropriately demand is a thorough and effective assessment by the lecturers for example we get more confident in, in the course if the lecturer of that particular course provides us an immediate feedback and explanations uh, also uh, considerable frequent quizzes or discussions of exam questions would definitely help our understanding, and thus uh, will help our grades in the long run. Uh, apart from that, lecturers should uh, considerately know that students need a very clear grading methods and a very clear due dates, and also uh, a frequent discussion of exam questions uh, related to the assignments or tests. So uh, to conclude, uh, in my opinion, uh, an effective online STEM education must integrate active learning activities, interactive engagement strategies, and lastly, robust assessment. Uh, That's all from me. Uh, Thank you, Yukon. All
0: right. Thank you, Mr. Agma. So it seems uh, there, are, there will be a lot of challenges and obstacles that we might face in implementing STEM education uh, during this COVID-19 era. However, STEM education is still needed to be developed and also um, implemented in this COVID-19 era, although we are totally in a virtual environment right now compared, compared to uh, before COVID-19. So now I would like to ask Eijing, why does STEM education still need to be implemented during this pandemic?
4: Okay, thank you, Yukon, for the question. So as we all know, STEM education actually goes beyond school subjects, so it it actually acts like a sandbox that allows students to explore and experience, and it actually involves in our basic daily life, such as communication, transportation, and many more. So the question here is, why do we need to do so in current situation, current pandemic? So as what Yocan has said just now, STEM actually comes with four different areas, which is science, technology, engineering, and maths. So in science, it actually helps us to have in-depth understanding and knowledge around the world and makes it easier to be, have better research and critical thinking. With the strong understanding with science, it's able to bring out the creativity in creating innovation ideas and models. So T stands for technology. So technologies actually prepare us to work in a full-time, innovation workplace. Nowadays, we use technologies to do online discussions on platforms such as Zoom, Google Meet, and many more. So it is really important to equip with the skills, the technology skills. So moving on next, engineering. Engineering actually enhance the problem solving skills and apply new knowledge to projects. This actually develops independent thinking and technical skills that are important in future. Lastly, mathematics. So mathematics analyze information, eliminate errors, and making decisions based on calculation stood for analyzing new projects. So this gives us more accurate data and helps us solve, solve daily life problems with better ideas and solutions. So apart from that, it also develops other soft skills and such as communication skills and teamwork. So how we um talking about STEM, how do you uh, how do you relate it with co- um, other soft skills? So when students have to do work with STEM projects, it changes their effective interdisciplinary communication and collaboration with others. This is able to prepare the students with better mindset and experience in working in a team. So for example, a mathematician or a data analyst would like to convey their message to the management team to achieve the same goal. So this is what happened. So COVID-19 in Malaysia is actually very alarming right now. And when will it come to an end, is still questionable but as what Janet said, it is not effective to teach STEM in online platforms. So why are we still discussing about this? This is because what will happen right after this pandemic is something people have been debating about. I personally believe that after this pandemic, the entire workplace and opportunity will be regenerated. So what type of job opportunities are there waiting for us? Hence, STEM actually promotes the interest in a range of exciting careers, and build a good foundation in youth. By then, youth will be more equipped to face the transformation and sustainable change to the challenge. That's all for me, thank you.
0: Okay, thank you, Yi So um, yeah, it is very important to implement the STEM education during this uh, COVID-19 era because uh, it it will be very uh, important in helping the students in the future. So um, how can STEM education be integrated in the student's daily life? Any one of you can answer. Uh,
3: may I give it a try? Yes, yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, as you all know, I'm currently doing A-levels and uh, right after A-levels, I'm planning to pursue a degree in mathematics in the UK. So as I was reading about mathematics, I came across this simple theory about graph theory, which completely explains Sudoku and I know that everyone knows Sudoku. It is like a game that is known to most of us but we never thought about what is the, what is the explanation of how Sudoku works. So as this thought came into my mind, I, I, it reminded me of how we are taught to solve equations in school, how we are taught to memorize formulas and apply them to solve equations but we are never taught in school about how did all these formulas come about. So I thought that if students are taught and encouraged to think about how the formulas that we use come about, I believe that they will be able to understand mathematics better and they will be able to think more critically. Uh, yes, that's my answer.
2: All right, all right. Hello, you can, can I add to that question too? Yes, yes, sure. All right, okay, so uh, to answer the first open ended question, that is how can it be integrated into a student's daily life? So, in my opinion, uh, this all boils down to the students' initiative and effort. Uh, okay, So while kids might need uh, an, an encouragement or motivation from their parents to spark an interest in STEM to the point that they will engage uh, uh, themselves with fun experiments, uh, but as for those in secondary level and as for us, the university students, I think uh, we should have that discipline the moment we start doing STEM in the first academic year, uh, where. We try to relate or synthesize what we have learned in in the class or in the course we take to real life scenarios. This should be easiest for engineering students where they could simply engineer their way out of their daily struggles. And likewise, the same actually could apply to computer science students. They could write lines of codes to resolve or address their problems and even compute and automate their solutions. However, it really goes without saying that it does sound a bit nerdy for hard science students like those who to uh, physics, biology, and chemistry like myself. But then uh, ask this uh, question yourself, what is a better way to effectively retain the precious knowledge that you learn other than by actually doing it and practicing it in your daily life? Uh, that's all you thank you. All
0: right, so we shall proceed to our next question. Um, in your opinion, uh, can parents help out in ensuring their children can effectively learn STEM Subjects during COVID-19 era. So, Sam, anyone of you can answer this?
4: I think I would gladly take it. So I believe that parents are actually really important. Um, how do they bring out their kids in doing this STEM thing? Because I think that during uh COVID situation, actually students spend most of their time at home with their parents, although their parents are working. So, how can actually parents do aside from talking about encouraging and maybe uh forcing them to start doing STEM stuff or read STEM worksheets and so on, I would think that the best solution that I can think is maybe they can have some family bonding session that actually does STEM projects together. So it's like to create new models that is related to science and technology knowledge that can actually develop their interests and also makes them um, feel fun about it. Yeah, so I think that parents are really, really important in bringing out STEM during COVID.
2: All oh, right. Thank you. Um you uh, yeah. I, can I can yes. I that? Yeah. All yeah, right. yeah sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thanks. Uh. So. Uh. In short. Uh. Yes. Uh, in my opinion. Uh. One example or one main concern that I have noticed is a school children uh, struggling in maths. To a certain extent. Uh. We can say maths is basically alien to kids, particularly the arithmetic, the one that uh the methods involve uh, to calculate numbers. So. Uh. What's more, when we put uh. Uh, the COVID era, the online distance learning into the equation, right? So uh, the kids' struggle, their struggle would definitely be twofold. So I think uh, the parents should at least pay attention or be more attentive of, of this kind of struggle faced by their children and give them a help or two in working out the maths, like, you know, sitting with them and, uh, you know, uh, teach, show them uh, the, the correct way of doing the maths, doing the calculation. Uh, yeah, uh, one example that I can give is the arithmetic. Uh, you know, showing them how to do, how to do the let's say the division correctly, especially the ones that improper that is, is more challenging to them. Even some kids uh, do have a, a problem uh, do face struggle with uh, even uh, subtraction uh, uh, operation. So uh, as all right, okay, so as for science subjects, it should not be too alien for the parents. too, as far as the primary primary level of education is concerned, I believe all parents are equipped with uh, science process skills. And that is all what matters to help their children with science subjects, science subjects. Right? So to say, to say the least. And yeah, thank you.
4: Okay,
0: thank you, um, Mister Alma, and it seems like uh we we have come to the end of uh this podcast. So uh, in conclusion, to wrap up this podcast. The emergence of virtual STEM environments is a necessity to continue the nation's effort in building an advanced nation. Isaac is also glad to hear that we have organizations such as uh, Young Malaysian Engineers, YME, in empowering the youth to explore STEM, uh, especially in this COVID COVID era. Additionally, the art of delivering an impactful STEM education can be enhanced via the use of technology um, and also the creative materials. However, Teachers should not carry the whole burden of STEM education. Parents must encourage their children to pursue STEM activities and also increase their awareness and interest at home to enrich their ch- children's lifestyles. We should be always ready to face any challenges in the future, especially the post-COVID-19 era, to implement the students um, and to help the students in delivering the, the STEM skills in the future. So yeah, that, that's all for today. Thank you.